Welcome to Inspiration Rising. I'm your host, David Trotter, and we're here to inspire you to rise up in your life, love, and leadership. Today, I want to introduce you to Brianna Rooney. She's the owner of Techies, a successful recruiting firm where highly sought-after software engineers are her specialty. She's also the creator of The Millionaire Recruiter, an online course where she trains recruiters how to get started in the industry and earn significant income quickly. Her training system is the culmination of over a decade of experience as a matchmaker, helping both candidates and companies make their dreams a reality. Now, in this episode, you're going to learn how to position yourself if you've been out of the workforce for a while, how a recruiter goes about filling a job vacancy, the importance of LinkedIn in the job search process, where to start if you want to find an even better job than you have right now, and how Brianna ran a marathon without training at all. All right, let's jump into my conversation with Brianna Rooney. Well, Brianna, thanks so much for taking time to hang with us today. Yeah, thank you. Sounds fun. So let's just say I'm a mom who hasn't worked for a while, and I'm trying to get back into the workforce, but I'm, you know, I've got that gap in my resume, obviously. What would you suggest that I do? So that is actually a hard one. And what I suggest, because people are always going to say, what have you been up to? I mean, we even see it with men that put sabbatical on a resume. And that word, although it shouldn't, has a very negative manner on a resume. And a lot of times people won't keep looking or won't even read what it says. And it could be something really interesting, like I've been traveling, I had a baby, I did this, I did that, whatever it is. Uh, companies don't love it because it's basically like rusty, rusty, rusty. So what I suggest is really just going with um, a passion-driven title, maybe having the title exactly what job you're applying for. So then it grabs people and they don't immediately go, wait, this person hasn't been working because that is hard to get over. And it's not fair. Um, really. So you have to have a lot of different buzzwords. So your resume is coming up in searches in keyword terms. So I would suggest definitely going on like Indeed, for example, and putting in what you want to apply for. And then I would grab some of those buzzwords and put them into the resume. So you're coming up in the search. And then I also would try to reach out to a recruiter in whatever field that is in and have them send your resume instead of you just sending it to like a black hole. Mm-hmm. Because that's um, that, again, is super powerful. So to put a previous job as sustainer of life would mm-hmm. not work. <laughs> I have sustained life for 15 years or whatever. You know. I know. I know. And you know what? So I have two, two little kids and, you know, run, run a business. I got to tell you, running a business is a lot easier. <laughs> so that is... It's not fair. Uh, actually, I have seen a really awesome resume that I thought was interesting who um, had, wasn't just, you know, a stay-at-home mom, how people just say, but um, no, super powerful. But she wrote the funniest thing under it, you know, change diapers in 30 seconds or less, you know, and she got really um, fun with it because that is real life. And I think people do uh, still interview based off of personality. I mean, there's so many times people will go through, you know, I do engineering. So there's like really hard interviews and they'll get to the end and they'll say, sorry, not a culture fit. So I've actually had people do the opposite. Oh, great culture fit, not a great tech fit. I think we can work on it, but no one's going to hire someone that's not a culture fit. 
So I think that that personality really like stood out and she had no problems. So I, that I love. That's great. So for somebody who maybe is going, okay, I know we're not in the paper resume world anymore. Like you're talking about search terms. You're talking about, you know, making sure that I'm integrating these terms from Indeed Mm -hmm. into a a resume. Can you help somebody just kind of break down how is a recruiter looking to fill a job? Like how does that process actually work? Yeah. So a lot of recruiters well, I would say most recruiters don't do or even understand what they're recruiting for, you know, because most industries that are using recruiters, you know, have a, a struggle. And now with the employment rate, it is, it's like recruiters are being used even more. I mean, and so like, I'm not a software engineer, but the company, you know, they come up with either the job descriptions or just tell you really, you know, I need X, Y, Z. And if X, Y, Z isn't on their resume, I don't want to talk to them. So there is very powerful to have all of those words because now what's super interesting is recruit the recruiting industry has grown so much that um, resumes are not going to the hiring manager first. They're going to the recruiter first. So if the recruiter who's been told I need to see X, Y, Z doesn't see that, you're not even getting to the hiring manager. So yeah, it's super important. And really, a lot of people just need to be on LinkedIn. As a recruiter, that's where you go. Again, all industries are different, but that is really where the professional world is going. And you know, on a side note, my husband has a restaurant and he has a LinkedIn and he still gets hit up by recruiters and stuff like that. Um, so I think every industry now is just about on LinkedIn. I think that's super powerful. And I mean, how are anyone going to find you? LinkedIn is the first step, really. When looking to get that job, got to get your LinkedIn up and running. And if you're talking about whether I've had, I've got some experience at some point in time, right, that I'm looking for a job, whether I've been at home or not as a, as a mom, what do I need to know about LinkedIn? Like, what are the key points that are like no brainers? You've just got to do this. So you have to have some kind of substance on there. And again, I think personality plays into that too. Uh, There is the headline part and you can be, I've seen people be pretty obvious and be like, I'm looking for a job. I do not suggest that whatsoever. You can be very much desperate on the, you know, on the inside, but you don't want to come across that on the surface. And if you just want to come across like, Hey, I'm cool. I have options, you know, so you have to play it cool there. But what LinkedIn has, and a lot of people don't know about is they have this beautiful button called open opportunities. And so what that does is it alerts people like myself or just companies saying, Hey, I'm interested. And you can put exactly what you're looking for. You can put where you're looking for and um, any little more details, you know, and no one can see it unless you have LinkedIn recruiter, which is very expensive and worth it. Uh, you can't see it, not even your own company. So people that are like, well, I'm active, I'm employed, but I don't want my employer to know, but I need help. They, they aren't allowed to see it. Okay. So, so only somebody who purchases LinkedIn recruiter can see that open to opportunity. So it's safe to do. Totally safe. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So what about like headshot and schools and testimonials and all of those other things that I see on there? If I'm looking for a job, um, is that are all those things important? What do I need to focus on there? They are important. I think the whole professional headshot thing is uh, no longer, you know, not too much. Just like cover letters, no longer. Uh, you do need a picture, though. And I've seen lots of people do like, oh, I've 
I like fishing. So I have a picture of me fishing. So people do, again, put their personality forward on that. Um, I don't suggest, although I love my kids, I don't suggest putting like kids in it. Um, I think it's real and everything, but it's, it, I think you need a little bit more. It's about you at that point and what you can give to them. Uh, I think that's important. Uh, you definitely need some kind of substance, you know, on there. Like if, like, let's say you're, you've been at a job for five years and you have one sentence, it's like, okay, you can sum up your five years in one sentence. That's probably not a good thing. And as schools, yeah, schools are really great. If you have it, I don't suggest high school unless yeah, you're 18. <laughs> right, right. Um, nobody cares about where you went to high school, unless you know. I okay, I'll take that back. I have had someone who went to an engineering high school. I wanted to just show, like, look, I've loved engineering forever, and that's fine. But um, yeah, schools are great too because it also is there's a connection too. So if someone at the company went to your school, bam, you know, LinkedIn spells that out pretty nicely for you. Okay, so I get my LinkedIn uh, account set up yeah. now. I've got all these job sites, all these places that are options for me. How do I choose which one to put my resume on? Are there upgrades that I need to take advantage of? What I what do I need to be thinking about? So I don't suggest posting your resume ever because what that is going to do, and this is where like, I guess the shady recruiting game kind of comes into play. Is So first of all, I haven't had access to job boards. I haven't paid to have access to job boards in over eight years because I don't want the people that are on the job boards because that to me means you are desperate and you know, absolutely no other way to find a job. Now that's kind of a double-edged sword too, because you're like, well, how am I supposed to find a job? (laughs) So, you know, I would, if always use recruiter, yes, I'm a recruiter, but here's why I'll give you, I have quite a few different examples. I'll just give you one, but I have companies that, first of all, maybe they don't even write their own job descriptions. They take it from other they take it from other companies. They ask me to write them, or they just even tell me. So a lot of times you don't even know really what an updated job page is. So let's say you find like, oh, I really want to work for I don't know Coca Cola, <laughs> and I go on Coca Cola's website. I apply to their position, and no one's gotten back to me. Well, that can mean lots of different things. One, no one saw your resume, probably. Two, it's not updated. So it's not even a job. You know, so you're like wasting your time on so many things that just don't make sense. So really, I would say find a recruiter in your industry because my resumes get to the top. And the reason why is because they don't want to look at the hundreds of resumes they already have through their through the queue. They would rather pay a fee to me and have me say, here's who's great for you, then go through hundred resumes. And some people are like, what do you mean? Why would they rather pay you than go through who's actually applied to their site? That's free leads. Not technically, because it takes so much time to go through resumes. And there's so many other things you could be doing that just you're just not going to win. It's just like a black hole. And then, I mean, I've even had people who have like, oh, I applied to so-and-so company before, but I never heard back. I go, you're perfect for them. I bet you they never saw your resume. Do you give me permission? They're like, okay, fine. But I'm just telling you I applied. Sure enough, they got hired there because I sent her the person's resume. Yeah. So So you say, find a recruiter in the industry that I'm interested in. Mm -hmm. And I'm assuming that there are recruiters for every single industry. What are the big, what are the big categories of recruiters? 
Uh, tech, of course, is probably the hugest. Then there's nursing, another really big one. There is the financial industry, you know, accountants, CPAs, stuff like that. Um, there is actually construction. I never in a trillion years would thought that it's a big, it's a big one, but it it is. Um, restaurants. I was shocked to see how many messages my husband gets. I was like, really? <laughs> you know, you would like for me. I'm thinking, oh, only if a, you pay X amount do recruiters come and step in. But no, admins. I've had all sorts of people reach out to me. And okay, so here's what's funny. I was actually looking for an executive assistant for a long time, <laughs> and I'm like what is the deal? Why can't I find the assistant? I'm a recruiter. Like it's what I do for a living, but it was becoming so painful because I don't make money by looking for an assistant, you know, now this person can help me make money when they're here, but during the process and then interviewing and sifting through all this stuff. I mean, I posted on indeed and it was a disaster. (laughs) And so it became really clear to me, why people even at that level use recruiters. And so I ended up reaching out to one and yippity skippity it's over. <laughs> I got I it. Found you one. That's great. That's I great. Found me one. Yeah, no, there's, there's a ton of industries, but those are probably oh, uh, lawyers. Uh, uh, lawyers is, is another big one. Uh, and of course, executives just, you know, any kind of C level. Uh, I don't know. Some people specialize in C level, but some people specialize in C level in a particular industry. Like I do C level too, but only in tech. Like I don't do any other, any Sure. And what about the area of the massive area of sales and, you know, like oh. pharma- pharmaceuticals and oh, yeah. all of that? There are mm-hmm. recruiters for those areas, of course. There are. And you know what? It's always interesting because, you know, obviously I have salespeople here and I have been reached out to recruiters saying I can find you great salespeople. But for the most part, my people work on commission. So I don't even really understand how they how they do that fee. And because like, they're not getting a base and it's kind of silly to say, okay, I'm going to give you a percentage off of their percentage when that, you know, it, I don't like it, but no, there are a lot of people, a lot of people do um, sale sales industry as well. It, for me, sales is very much a personality thing and it's not always based off of real um, results, I guess, because how can you really say like, it, you can make them up. <laughs> you can make up results, right? And salespeople are probably the best at doing that. So yeah, um, I, I don't touch anything in sales. Mm-hmm. But just to, um, for people that are not aware of it, recruiters, <laughs> recruiters get paid, you said, based on a percentage of the base salary so the, of the person. Yes, of the first, the first year salary. Yes. Okay. Not off of any bonuses or equity. I wish. <laughs> but no, just at the base salary. I'm not putting my resume out there unless I'm really desperate, which I, you know, I hear people all the time doing this. Um, If I'm trying to find a recruiter in my industry, how do I go about that? That feels like a job in and of itself, trying to find a recruiter. Kind of. So you would just go on LinkedIn and put recruiter and then whatever industry you're in. And it doesn't matter. See, the problem is, is that it doesn't really matter where they are. Mm -hmm. Now, if it's a good recruiter, they already have this search down. So for me, even though I'm in Southern Southern California, I only do the Bay Area. So my LinkedIn says I'm in the Bay Area. And that's how all recruiters should do it. But that's not always the case. So I would just go based off of, because once you get into location issues, it's like, it's a whole other mess. So I would just put in your location and what your industry is, what you're searching for. Okay. And most recruiters are recruiting for a specific 
geographical area or some people yes. nationwide? Uh, some people nationwide, but for the most part, if you want to be specialized, you know, you're definitely doing it in a particular location. I mean, I couldn't even wrap my head around doing another one. Like uh, we have clients also that have an office in New York and LA and although, and even Austin, but although I'm in LA, I don't want to do LA. They're totally different, completely different people, completely different ball game. Same with New York. Then you have to learn the locations and it's just, it's a mess. You want someone that specializes in your location, in your industry. And at that point, you want to reach out to a few and you have like, you know, pretty much a canned response, you know, reach out, say, Hey, this is my, this is what I'm looking for. X, Y, Z. Um, can you help me? You know, I'm not, I'm not in a rush, but you know, you always want to put like, you know, I'm just pondering, no big deal. Yeah. Those things. But I'm telling you, once you put on open to ops and you have keywords in there, recruiters will reach out to you. Okay. It's almost impossible for them not to. And is it bad form to be working with multiple recruiters? The only bad form is to not know where your resume has been. So the problem is there are still are spammy recruiters. So a recruiter will get your resume and send it out to all of their clients that they deem worthy or that you're a fit for on paper. Now, in theory, that sounds like a great idea because you're doing zero work, but it's not because not you don't know where your resume is. And you also, first of all, you don't even know if you're interested in those things. So as far as the company knows, the company thinks, oh, uh, Brianna is interested in us. And then now she's not getting back. How rude. No, it's not my fault. It's the recruiter's fault. The recruiter pitched me for no reason. So no, you do have to be careful. So when you are you know, interviewing a recruiter or talking to them, you do say, hey, can you please make sure that you never send my resume without my permission? Okay. That's then, definitely a thing. And then you need to have a, a essentially a spreadsheet or a list of some sort some of sort. where your resume is getting sent. Is that correct? You, correct? Yes, you have to. And there's some crazy stuff happening lately where... People are being extremely dishonest about it. And so it just looks really poorly on everybody. So for example, I'll say, hey, are you interested in Google? And they'll be like, oh yeah, I'm really interested. I go, have you applied in the last year? Oh no, I have not. Great, I'm gonna send you up to Google. Google gets back and says, this person we rejected a month ago. And I go, and he was on site. (laughs) And I go, great. So then you know, well, I don't wanna work with that person. He straight up lied to me. Right. And that right. happens. And then what's crazy is I've heard from companies that people are, they're so interested in that they will change their name, flip-flop their name, change their email just to get an interview again. And so actually, okay, this is actually fine. So I had this happen and the person does get an interview because no one knows them by this name and goes in totally different position. So therefore he's not seeing the same people. It's actually a higher position that he got passed for by something lower. They want to make him an offer for this higher position. And then they do reference checks and realize it's the same person they passed on before. And even though they want him, they can't hire him. He was lame. So it is crazy. So oh, sorry. So little, bad. little tangent. So it, was, no, it, so just, it, it just happens. So it's like, <laughs> and so, when you have that conversation, do you, you know, like if I go into a, a 7-Eleven, you know, or something mm-hmm. like that, you see up on the wall, the person who passed the fake money, you know, you post their picture. <laughs> yeah. You have like a posted picture up on the wall of people that have lied to you. <laughs> we wouldn't have room on the wall. <laughs> <laughs> really? It's that intense? Yeah. It's that bad. Yeah. 
but do you, yeah. but you remember there, I mean, they're not oh. coming back to you. They're not working with you again. Oh, no, 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 no. We have no, we have a database, um, you know, that we've had forever. So yeah, no, there's definitely notes in there about those people that no, you were not able to talk to us again. We will not work with you. Yeah. yeah. And that's sad. You know, I mean, it's easy to laugh and kind of look down on it, but also people are desperate, you know, whether it's desperate for a job or something, it does not, it does not warrant, you know, inappropriate uh, behavior, but it points to their, their desperateness. Yeah, Yeah. definitely. It's it's, it's quite interesting. (laughs) Wow. Okay. So uh, let's talk about uh, interviews here for a second. Um, You're dealing with engineers, which is a really specific field. Uh, but but interviews in general, if I'm getting called in for an interview, what are the, the, the basic things that I need to be thinking about? Oh, you always have to have questions. I would say have three to five questions prepared always. And the worst thing is when someone goes after the interviews, so do you have any questions? And the response is, no, you guys covered it. You guys do a great job. That is flattering, but only so much because it just shows that you know, you couldn't think of anything or did they really not cover it all? Or, you know, who knows? You just want to have something to come back with because that's going to be, oh, um, yeah. So, I mean, just with someone that I had in the other day, like we, we, um, we go back and forth. So there's like five different people interviewing this person. Right. And we don't always talk about the same thing, but then maybe sometimes we do because that's the direction of the thing. And so, I was on the fence about the person and I was like, you know what, if this person asks me like the right questions and gets there, then I, I think we could move forward. So I go, do you have any, do you have anything? Nope. Totally covered it. And I because, just, just let me interrupt here because you're yeah. interviewing that person before you're going to recommend them to your client. Cause your client, you have two clients essentially, right? You have, <clears throat> sometimes you would have a client that is just a single individual looking for a job. Yes. But you don't and really then, consider that your client though, because you're not getting Right. right. They're not paying. Okay. So I was actually talking about my own company interviews, but I could totally flip that. Um, yeah. Okay. So gotcha. yeah, you were, so you were I, interviewing somebody to work for your company. Right. Okay. Right. Sorry. I would, no, no, no. It's totally fine. No, I was just thinking that like, you know, on the cusp, right. And this person can save. And if they don't need, okay. If they don't have questions, then at least have like a closing argument as to why they should work there. Right. Yes. Maybe the company does have the best interview process in the universe and there's no question left. Maybe, but say something. something. So you have to close. It's like, it's like the worst part where it's like, you know, you have a really good date, but then that kiss doesn't happen. And even though you both wanted it, it didn't happen. So there's that like weird thing, you know, it's like the same, it's the same situation. No, but but like, um, you could talk about, uh, where's your, where's the company going? What is my job? Who do I report to? Um, what are your hours? What do uh, do you guys have, um, you know, bonding that you guys go on any kind of field trips or, you know, whatever, um, culture, like what, what's the culture like? What, you know, there's just so many different directions. I think you could go that aren't normally in an interview that people just spill that you can just have those like readily available. Or maybe there is something about the company or it's like, Hey, you know, I was on your guys, I don't know, Instagram and I saw this really cool post. What do you guys think about that? Or, you know, just, something or actually I, what I really, really, really love when people ask is what, what's your favorite part about working here? That's because you're putting it on them and it's super conversational. And it also gives really good insight as to should you accept this job if they give it to you. Mm-hmm. So, 
Yeah, that's a great question. That that feels very natural. That feels relational. Like you said, it feels connecting and you're going to learn something at the same time. Yeah. And there's no way that they could have already answered it. Right. <laughs> like no one just goes. So I love working here because. Right. right. Yeah. So it, it's really a go to. That's pretty simple and really engaging because I think that's important, too. I think the worst questions are what's your vacation policy? <laughs> Mm-hmm. What kind of insurance do you, do you guys offer? Like those things, it's like, you can ask that. And those are all valid questions, but ask that after they offer you the job because mm-hmm. it is actually relevant. It's not relevant right now. Right. You know, because it's going to leave a bad taste in the mouth. They're going to think you're already thinking about vacation. You haven't even gotten this job. <laughs> right. So. Right. So I've been interviewed. How quickly do I follow up? How should I follow up? If I was placed there in contact with them through a recruiter, is that a different way to follow up? Yeah. So it all depends on the company. So I would say, gosh, maybe it's 50-50 now. Most companies like to deal directly with the recruiter and we handle that whole process. However, what I think is really nice is they're shifting and they're being like, you know what, if this person is going to come work for us, we need to be involved in this process too. And we want to develop a relationship and we'll just use you as like our second person, you know, which I enjoy. Although it's funny because little power is taken away. And at first I was like, wait, 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 <laughs> what's this? But no, it's really great because there's a connection with both. It's just important that you, that you stay close. And so the follow-up I think has to be within 24 hours. And if you are, I'm assuming you're also talking with the recruiter at the company, whoever's handling that position, whoever's scheduled, basically your onsite or your phone interview is the person you should follow up with. And you should say, Hey, it was so great meeting. So-and-so I don't have their email address. If you could either give that to me or pass this message along, I would really like it. And that goes for both the company and myself. And then we pass that along, but it's nothing like this, you know, grand thank you letter of any kind, but it's definitely acknowledging I'm interested. This is why I hope to hear back from you kind of a thing. I think that that's really important. And on, and I know because if a comp, if a person doesn't do that, I have the company calling me like the next day to be like, okay, so what did they say? We really like this person. And I'm like, ooh, <laughs> don't know yet. So yeah, but but that's also my job in order to, I basically have to make the company look great and make the candidate look great at the same time and filling in that all in between. You know, it's- You're it's a matchmaker. Very, you are yes, a matchmaker. Matchmaker, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is amazing. Okay, so one of the things that I know that you have been offering to people as a job opportunity Mm -hmm. is teaching people how to become a recruiter. Yes. Why would that potentially be, uh, well, let me back up and say, who would that be a good job for? Who should be looking into that? So this is a super interesting question because we almost had like a little bit of a pivot. So this was originally a course that was built for current recruiters. To, to basically say, let me make you a better recruiter because I have had so many different recruiters, you know, come and from other agencies and I am like, how were you a recruiter? <laughs> like, what is going on? There is no training. I wasn't trained. Uh, anyone that else has come in to here was not trained. It was like this three-day crash kind of a thing that you're sitting in front of a computer or a whiteboard or whatever it is. There's no like, there's not a lot of information, I guess, um, that comes with it. And when you're recruiting, it is very much how do you deal with situations? And there's tons of different situations. And so I was noticing that in our industry, there was just such a need for us. So therefore everyone was flocking to it. And then I was having to deal 
with the in-house recruiters and being like, you do like messing everything up. You know, I'm like, you do not know what's going on. Like everything was fine. You come in and what in the world? So yeah, so that's what it's, that's what it came from. But what's interesting is that now we're getting people, you know, uh, like fresh grads, I think is really interesting because, I mean, I was really young when I did it too. And same with a lot of the people that work here, you have this degree. I mean, I went to fashion school, right? But like, let's say you, you go to college because you're told to go to college. Oh, I'm supposed to go to college and get a really good high paying job. And I'm going to work my way up this corporate ladder. That's kind of insane. I'm going to put all these hours. And then you get out and you're like, I want to do that, but I need to pay back my loan and I need to make all this money that I was promised I was going to make. And there's just the, you know, it's an an interesting transitional period. I think for a lot of people where they're like, Oh shoot, I really have to do something. So that's interesting. And so if anyone has like the hunger or the drive to do more, uh, that's a really cool one. I have seen a lot of people from a, um, a psychology background actually, because they love the way people, you know, interact and think. And it's just, that is exactly what you're doing. You're dealing with it to such a high level. You're basically a career coach, but in different ways. Mm -hmm. And then a lot, I would say probably the most are people that are in sales now, just in different industries because they know the job, they know the gig, they know the commission thing, they understand the highs and the lows. And those are probably the people that really understand it the most and are probably the best at it mm-hmm. so far. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's, it's, it's been really interesting. And what's cool about the course is that I finally got to use it this year with my own employees. We uh, doubled in size. And so although I've seen I've seen people do the course and I, I, you know, I, I'm pretty involved in it, you know, I mean, to a certain extent, right? But like I, I help them. And I got to do it in my own, in my own office uh, with six people at once and it went really well. <laughs> so I was like, it works. It's amazing. And if I would have had this, you know, like five years ago, six years ago, it's like, I can only imagine how big my company would be at this point because it was like, was so easy. So it was, it, it was, it was really nice. And then I just had um, recruiting companies actually reach out recently and I was on the fence about whether or not I was going to make it available, but I'm like, yeah. Why wouldn't I like, what's the big, what's the big deal? Everyone should be trained. Everyone should have the same opportunities. I'm fine. Not a big deal. That's great. And that's available at the millionairerecruiter.com. Is that correct? Yes, it is. Great. Yeah. And we'll, we'll obviously have that in uh, all the show notes. Um, as a side note, mom of two <laughs> and you like to work out. Is that correct? Love it. I'm actually working, wearing my uh, Nike shirt right now. <laughs> What, tell, tell us a little bit about what are some of your uh, goals in terms of working out. And I think I might've seen on Instagram, some pretty crazy things going on. Oh yeah. I'm kind of crazy. So I run very, 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 very high. And I actually, once I had, I never had anxiety in my life until I was pregnant, six months pregnant with my first child. And I was like, Whoa, what is this? <laughs> and it's very common for people to have anxiety and all sorts of stress related things. And I've always been active, but once I heard that, you know, with the endorphins working out, it like even evens everything out. I was like, okay, I must work out at least four days a week. I do orange theory now, which is a really cool class. So, you know, five 30 in the morning, um, it just gets me going and people are like, how do you do five 30 in the morning? Well, it's like, first of all, I have kids. So they're awake, right. <laughs> or pretty soon, but no, it starts everything just really nicely. And then last year I decided I was getting really just, I don't know, complacent or something. It was just, 
something just hit me where I'm like, I need a really big challenge and I have no idea what it's going to be, but it needs to be something like to really get me going. Right. And so I racked my brain. I'm like, what is the last thing I ever want to do in my entire life? And that's run a marathon. (laughs) So I don't run. I'm very, very active, but I do not run. I don't like to run. I never ran more than a mile. And so I started telling people, Hey, I'm going to do the marathon, the LA marathon next year. And they're like, yeah, I'm, I'm sure (laughs) like you hate running, no way. And so that kind of fueled my fire a little bit because people were telling me I couldn't do it. And they're like, you have to train for it. You need to do X, Y, Z, like all these things. And I'm like, you know what? I'm doing it. So I signed myself up, signed my husband up because he has to do this with me. (laughs) And I didn't train and we completed it last year. And it was the most amazing, powerful, emotional thing I've ever done probably. You did not train. You showed up and just started running. Did you walk? Oh, yeah, yeah. No, no. I did at least. It's funny. I was emotionally um, prepared, (laughs) but I was not physically prepared. So, I mean, I'm in good shape, right? But I don't run. And so, no, I just Googled like, you know, how to do a marathon, you know, all these things. And they have this one thing that you're going 30 seconds on, 30 seconds off. So 30 seconds fast walk. 30 second run. And I'm like, I can do a 30 second run. So I did that the entire way. And I completed, I'm telling you, my husband and I both sobbed like babies. Like it was crazy. That's amazing. Did he do the same thing? 30 and 30? I no, he could not wrap his brain around that. And so he just jogged like a snail the entire way. And, um, you know, but he finished, like all we wanted to do was finish. And I just wanted to prove something that it was just mind over matter. And I wanted to prove that I could do it. And they did. And it was awesome. And then the crazier thing is my husband signed us up for one again, this last March. And I did another one. (laughs) Wow. Now have you done a tough mutter as well? Oh yeah. Those are Awesome. Actually, it was funny. Um, my colleague signed me up for one who totally bailed on me and didn't do it. <laughs> and so, of course, I dragged my husband again on this. And we both did it. That is so super fun. Like, I will do those once a year, twice a year, however they come up. They're so fun. Uh, everyone was telling me, like, oh, no, because I was looking looking at the videos. I'm like, I don't know if I can do that. Like, that's insane. There's some, like, where you jump in, like, freezing cold ice water. And I'm like, no, it's nuts. You get shocked. Uh, I had to swim under barbed wire. And I'm like, no, I'm not doing this. I'm not looking forward to it. I was actually really negative, And I'm not a negative person. And so I was just super scared, I think. And I got there and people are in like tutus and really funny outfits. And I'm like, what are you guys doing? This is serious. Uh, but it's, it's not, it's really fun. It is challenging, but it is so, so fun. Have, have you done one? Did you do things like I, that? I have not done that. No, uh, I, I ran in high school and I ran as punishment, uh, as basketball, you know, punishment. <laughs> yeah. basically yeah. running. <laughs> As a high, all through high school is just punishment. Running is punishment. I know, I know. Yeah, I don't ever want to run again. I hate running. And I recently <laughs> lost 65 pounds like the, oh! the last year. And my wife, is, my wife is super fit. She works out every day at like 445. 
but uh, no, I have not done, but the, you know, it looks interesting. Tough Mudder looks interesting. No, it, fun. it is really fun. And actually, so I did the 10 mile one, but they have ones that I think are like three miles, five miles. I mean, three miles is really not that far. Yeah. Like I justified it. Like I'm a big Disneyland goer, always been a Disney kid. And I always wear like my Fitbit or whatever that like, you tracker. And sometimes I'll do like 15 miles. To Disney. Right. So it's like, okay, I can, I, I can do that. No, it's, it's, and then plus there's so much po- uh, positive energy around you. Right. That, and everyone's like, yeah. And you're like, yeah, you know, it's so fun. Yeah. Get shocked. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> oh my gosh. My, I have the funniest video. My, so I did it first. My husband's like, no, he, he did all of everything. And it's the last one. And he goes, I'm not interested in this. I go, come on, you've done everything. You can't, you can't wimp out right now. Like you've done it all. And he's like, I don't think so. So I said, I'm going to go first. I went first. Yeah, it, it hurts. It's not like super fun, but it's, it, it is funny because everyone's like, ah, ah, ah. <laughs> and so I went through and then my husband goes through and, and what, what is it, things hanging down or something? Or yes, what is it? Yeah. It's, it's like little, uh, like jellyfish. Okay. Like, you know, little, um, mm, yeah, like wires hang down and stuff like that. And you have to go through the mud and there's the hay that you have to go over. And yeah, it, it's crazy. It's not that far, you know, but it's, it's still crazy. And so my husband's going and videoing him and he gets shocked once. And it's always the big guys. Cause he's a bigger, it's always the big guys that are like, ow, you know, like that are whining. And so there's three big guys going at once and they all get shocked at the same time. And the video is hilarious. And they both get out because you can get out on the side, you know, they both get out on the side and they're like, nope, not going back in. And I'm screaming in the video going, you're going to hate yourself. You got to keep going. And he goes, no, I won't. No, I won't. He kept going, but he was not happy. (laughs) That is awesome. So funny. So funny. All right. Well, you are wild and crazy. You're you're just, you're just ever effervescent and passionate and Oh my gosh. I'm a lot, yes. Your kids, your kids must be like just super mellow. Like, uh, oh no, they're not. <laughs> How old are your kids? Uh, Diego, who is five, who my husband swears is little Brianna, so he's terrified. And um, Lima just turned two, and she is, she's already a diva. Like, I don't even know. I don't know. I'm very terrified. Fun. Very, very fun. Yeah. Well, no, they're, they're blessed. Thank you so much for just uh, your wisdom on this. And so people, I'm going to point people to reach out to you if they're interested in being trained as a recruiter to the millionairerecruiter.com. And then of course, if uh, they are in the tech industry, specifically mm-hmm. engineers, I'll point them toward your website as well, techies.com. Uh, we yeah, don't have, thank you. Appreciate it. We will not be pointing uh, admins to you. Or <laughs> yeah, I already have one. <laughs> Great. Well, thanks so much for sharing your wisdom today. Yeah, that is perfect. Thank you. It was so fun. Have a great day. If you're a recruiter or want to be one, learn more about the Millionaire Recruiter online course at themillionairerecruiter.com. And if you're like me and have trouble spelling millionaire, you can find all the links to Brianna's websites and social media in our show notes or at our website, insporising.com. Also, I want to encourage you to share this episode with a friend. If you've got somebody who's looking to make a job transition or maybe they're already a recruiter and looking to get some more training, please pass along this episode as a resource. Tell them to listen and subscribe to the Inspiration Rising podcast on Apple or Google Podcast or on our website at insporising.com. All right, talk to you next time.